This is the Living Room Chronicles podcast. This is the Living Room Chronicles podcast. That's a good way to start it. I can never trust you, Brad. That's a goddamn line. You know it. What? Like, I never know when you're lying to me and when you're not. I'd never lie to you in general. Like when you say that you're taking very extended midday naps, or <sighs> today, for instance, again. it was three thirty, and you're like, "Oh, I already left." I what did already doing? leave. What are you doing? I what told you, you I was, meantime? first off, it was 4.30, and I was on my way to meet my parents for dinner tonight. So What'd they get you? Uh, we went to Flipside. Ooh. Ooh you yeah. went in okay. Hudson? Um, no, Chagrin Falls, because, um, and because I don't know Jason if you know works this. There? Bila works no, there? No, not, but shout out to Jason. Hey, no government name. Sorry, Bila. Uh, Flipside <laughs> and Chagrin Falls, their happy hour, five bucks for their just plain cheeseburger. Dope. Three to six. That's really Damn, that's a gnarly ass storm outside. Yeah, dude. Talk about the weather. Yeah. It's January. It was fifty degrees this morning. Hailed this afternoon, and now it's raining yeah. at night. Yeah, shit doesn't make any sense. Welcome to Ohio. Right. But um, so yeah, I I, I di- we digress. Yeah, Flipside's good though. Yeah, I, I like mean, it. Yeah, it's my dude, opinion, one of A1. the best burgers are in, around Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yes. Consistencies there, yeah, and all, but from all locations, that's like the biggest thing to me is that it's consistently yeah, good, no go, matter which you can one go you go to. Go other to. flip sides and get the yeah. same burger, but I mean they got the right idea, dude. They're not they're not buying overly big places. Like I'm saying, like all their locations are. I mean, I know they had one downtown, but they closed it. It was in the flats over by. Um, yeah, by Punchbowl. Yeah, Punchbowl. But it was kind of like a street behind it. it like I think it was their biggest location. It probably was. But, I mean. They probably just didn't want to be bar managers. Like, they, yeah, I don't they know. They probably had a liquor license and shit, and they were just like, no. Nah, well, they got one out in Colorado. Really? So, yeah. That's dope. It's That's like the really only cool. one outside of Northeast Ohio. Oh, you want to hear another, like, weird thing? Like, I just found out that Barrio, another good Cleveland spot. Oh. Barrio opened up a spot in New Hampshire. So that's like, really cool. Branching out, yeah, dude. As something, yeah, other places have good for the them. same restaurants that are the same style. Like they're, it's not a novelty anymore. No, I mean with Barrio, it's not. But I'm just saying, just for it to be, a yeah, for it to be thing. out there is cool. Yeah, there's but, a place called Condado in Columbus yeah, that's like the same person. They just opened up one in that new Pinecrest place. It's like the same person who, yeah, it's, it's like the owner bad. split off from Barrio. Yeah, it's pretty much like the same style. And okay. shout out to the the owner of Flipside actually lives across the lake in my neighborhood. Really? Oh, nice, mm-hmm. nice, nice. And like oh, their yeah, president yeah. and general manager lives on this side, something I mean, like it's that. It's a good so, spot. But yeah. so, Bibbin, with your food background and you working in downtown, what's like a restaurant that downtown Cleveland is missing? Or not even Cleveland. Just like what kind? This area. If you could bring a restaurant downtown, what would it be? Somewhere that you've been in Chicago or something like that. I don't mean to put you on a spot like this, but. I don't know about that. I or mean, what if you were going to make a restaurant? Your concept. I don't know, dude. You'd have to. I mean, because they have everything. There is, there is one of everything downtown. There's well, really what's, not. I'm like talking a, about Brad Bibbin gets four hundred thousand dollars to start up a restaurant downtown. Oh, I'm doing. What are you doing? Pretty much what I'm doing now, like breakfast and lunch. And where are you doing it? If I'm do if I'm opening up downtown, just anywhere, any spot. But I'd rather keep it the smaller the better. Somewhere off. If I can get a spot on like one of the main streets, like Euclid, Prospect. Mm-hmm. Like, even down where I'm by, like, St. Clair, like, or Superior, like, 
for sure. If I'm right in between, like, somewhere between the Key Bank building and then, like, and uh, what else is down? The AT&T building in yeah. Huntington. Like, if I'm somewhere right around there, dude, and if I breakfast and lunch all day, I'd probably serve breakfast all day, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, Close at, like, 4 o'clock. What's your go-to breakfast food that's a, if uh, you go out oh. somewhere? Uh, it depends. Like, if I go to, like, just, like, a little diner spot, like... Uh, I'll get something like with biscuits and gravy, yeah, or like there's I was this literally just about to there's say biscuits, this spot, biscuits and gravy. There's this little spot in Lakewood right across from St. Ed's called Gray Dog Diner. Mm-hmm. If you live out in Lakewood, I highly suggest it. I mean, it's another place like they only have shout like, out Gray Dog Diner. They only have like eight tables in there, but they do great breakfast and lunch. But they have their their uh, breakfast bowl, and it's yeah. just like potatoes, peppers, <laughs> and onions. Your choice of breakfast meat, eggs, yeah. whatever you want, and then smothered in sausage. Gravy. I like I like a good omelet with the right amount of cheese oh, and yeah. peppers and things like that. Like if you can get have a well made omelet, that's the bomb. I don't like to taste too much egg though. Like if it's too eggy and there's not yeah. enough stuff in it, I'm like, what, I'm like, you know what else I've been? I drown my shit in hot sauce, so yeah. I never really have that problem. With <laughs> yeah, too, too much of it. I uh, dude, I've been loving. Anytime I've been going to brunch lately, I've always been getting like just one chocolate chip pancake on the side too with Dude, my breakfast. I Smart made move. a chocolate chip Belgian waffle the other Ooh. day for breakfast. We've been running a chocolate chip waffle with crumbled bacon on it Ooh. at work for a special. Dude, Ooh. you know what I made my mom get me cuz we always do for a, one of our Christmas like traditions is to do on Christmas day like a huge like every course breakfast like everything oh, nice. you can think of type of deal. Yeah. And it's probably like so good. what I, my mom asked me what I wanted this year, and all I said was Eggo waffles. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Eggo waffles? Dude, the cinnamon kind, man. The cinnamon sugar ones, the cinnamon sugar microwavable Eggo waffles, dude. Yeah. Lego my Eggo, I jammed with that. Literally, my routine in high school woke up at six eighteen in the morning because our school we were. I did a research project did you on this the bus once. In the morning? No, we I from the time I was in like eighth grade, I got driven. I was a cool kid. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I got dropped off every day. Shout out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom or whoever's mom that would take me. My mom would never take me. She was a nurse. She was gone already. True. But um, I Let's would get up. Twelve hour shift. I would get up shit. at six eighteen a.m. and I did a research project once. We are like top ten in earliest start times in the state. Dude, but I mean, it was great. We were done. And by I did two this whole research project. So it was a senior like literature class, and we had to do a research project. And I literally wrote a paper, like a ten-page paper, to about the principal <laughs> about why we start too early and how it affects our test scores and like just the overall performance at our school. That's hilarious. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I That's uh, hilarious. just my big thing was too like just borderline like not too well cooked like they're kind of almost soggy yeah to where they're warm but they're like soft soft and you're bringing i would literally pop those things into the toaster i knew the exact like the exact setting on our toaster to get them to the perfect level grab them go to my car and go find go find like the coolest parking spot for the day. That was the thing. You had to be you had to be yeah. there to kick it in the parking Dude, lot for like twenty THS, minutes before man. class started. You had to. And the I bad, well, the bad they kids were letting smoking us funny in. cigarettes. They stopped letting us in because of that big ass fight. Yeah, because we used yeah. to be able to kick it. Remember when you could kick it in the yeah, cafeteria like, before in the school? No, yeah. they op- like they. You remember? I think it was your freshman year, or maybe it was our. freshman Oh yeah, year. they opened the gym. No, no, it was our freshman year that they had a 
like, dude, when they opened up, like, they opened up the school doors at, like, 630. Mm-hmm. And from 630 until the first bell, you could kick it throughout the entire school. Mm-hmm. You can go anywhere. But one day, a huge fight broke out. Yeah. Like, uh, the one science teacher, can't remember her name, but, like, she was trying to stop Ms. it. Connors? And, no. I don't know. You're way off. I don't know. <laughs> but, dude, her, she took a fucking, like. Tom would know. She took the back of, like, one he of the. He would know. She took the back of one of the kids' heads to her face, and it just, like, shattered her face. Because I was in her science class that semester, and I had. We Were got a sub. Freshman? I'm pretty sure it was my freshman year, yeah. The school was way cooler even the year before you guys got yeah. there. That was when they, that's when they had all that cool stuff at lunch. Was back the year. Well, we had Papa John's our first, our freshman year. We had the good pizza too. Like we had like the non-healthy crust. Yeah, we were still there when Papa John's was there every Friday. Yeah, then that health initiative came in and they like turned everything. It was so much worse. Or like the best thing you could get on the menu was those weird like sour like fruit snacks. (laughs) But it was (laughs) dope for those. I remember like I remember hustling my parents out of five bucks every day, and I had the perfect five dollar spend at lunch. Well, dude, I remember when Sheets first opened up, and everyone was blown away by that. And yeah, and they used to not let you in if you looked like you should belong in school during certain times. Because well, they they wouldn't let you in there with a backpack. I remember that because people would steal shit. Yeah, because well, dude, I remember stealing candy and shit. There was like Mm -hmm. like one of the first then going to the school and selling it. One of the first times I went Mm -hmm. to Sheets, like I ordered. And, like, I'm walking around this fucking store, like, talking to, like, people because everybody went there after fucking school. Let yeah. Out. And all of a sudden, my number gets called. And I get my food. And I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. Like, when <laughs> they first opened, there walk- definitely was some flaws in that. Oh, they yeah. They used to call out numbers all the time without you paying for it. Oh, but, yeah. I mean. Then it turned it. Yeah. They just got smart, and you have to pay before they start making your food. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, I haven't been to Sheets in so long. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, going to Kent, that's like the one place oh, you guys had Kent. Well, yeah, we used to get it all the time in Kent. Yeah, we I was still on the um, I was still east enough to where I didn't. Or hold on. How can I say this? I was still. What did they have out in Virginia? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm geographically like, what? I don't know what you consider it like. like cause it was Wawa or something. Uh, Well, no, I, that's what I'm saying. Like I had Wawa. Like if I went 20 more miles, 30 more miles mm-hmm. towards Maryland. That's north. Uh, northeast. From Virginia, it's north. Not from where he was. Not from where I, I well, It was like more, yeah, but Just, anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had Wawa and, and Sheets. But, I mean, I've had, and I know, like, it's funny you bring this up because I actually got into a debate when I was at New mm. Year's Eve with my friends because one of my best friends, Jared, is from Delaware, and he had Wawa, and then he came down and was introduced to Sheets, and I was mm-hmm. the opposite. And I believe that it's just where you're from, no matter yeah. what, is you're going to be, you know, your preference. And he's like, well, it, it all boils down to certain things. Like, you know, I like this and this from Sheets and this and this from Wawa. But it's like, for me, it's it more more or less boils down to, you know, when push comes to shove, you're going to always go to what you. Yeah, I don't go. I don't is go to Sheets with an ideal order in mind. Or like, there's Wawa? nothing that I go. Wawa it's the, is same the same thing. Same thing. Oh, it's just like a gas Literally, station. it's the same exact thing as Sheets. It's just called Wawa. Oh, I never yeah. know. I never they got know. some bomb ass peach tea. I won't lie. That is something that is legitimately bomb diggity. So, but I don't like it. 
Yeah, it's it's just funny because I, mean, I didn't they're trying know. to almost make like um, well, bro, I didn't know what it was. So just Gitko, imagine, yeah, Gitgo. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. They're trying to make Gitgo, and they're like gonna that. take over because people love Giant Eagle. Because yeah, they save money on fuel gas. perks. Mm-hmm. But the thing, but about you know how Sheets is gonna counter? Sheets is just gonna turn into a grocery store. Huh? Maybe. It's That'd funny because be Sheets Brothers started off as a coffee company. Really? Yeah. And then they branched out into gas and all that. Yeah, so. it was a genius move. They've it grown is. so much, dude. Especially you can't break into like a market like that if you going up against powerhouses like Dunkin' and Starbucks and mm-hmm. all that shit. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's genius. The funny part about Wawa for me was is I really didn't know what the hell it was. And when I first got to school, and people were like, "Oh, where's a Wawa? Where's a Wawa? I want a Wawa." And I'm like, "What the fuck is a Wawa, people?" Yeah, that, like, you I sound like a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, I had no idea what it was, and they're like, oh, it's like wow, a wow. building." Wow, wow. And I was like, "Oh, it's literally called Wawa." Like, is that an acronym for yeah. something? <laughs> and they're like, "No, it's just Wawa." And I was like, "All right, let's go to Wawa." And now, even saying it. Ten times, I just feels I, I feel weird saying it, but it just yeah. it doesn't fit. Just sheets probably sounds weird to them. They're like, "What the fuck yeah. is sheets?" It's that's what I'm thinking, man. It's, maybe it's got to do some of the name, like Sheets Brothers Coffee. That's where they get that from. So maybe it is an acronym. Yeah. So back to the restaurant thing, Bibbin. I had the idea when I was down there at the Browns game the other night that they need something like the Thirsty Parrot that's like right by the stadium. That's like a big deal bar yeah. for people to go to. Well, I think that's like what they're trying to do. Uh, if you keep going straight down ninth, like where that Mexican restaurant Nuevo is, yeah, they're trying to branch that out more. Mm-hmm, and have actual I think bars down there. There was like a plan when like, Holmgren was here to like mm-hmm. redo that whole area, like that that down like ninth and then like the space in between the rock hall and the science center yeah and then the space in between the science center and the brown stadium and make it om- like shopping stuff and all that yeah but make it a cooler area oh, that yeah. would be cool there just needs to be something down there because it's off on its own and it's just kind of run down i mean but private airport up there too yeah, that's that Berkeley front airport that owes the city a shit ton of money. Okay. Which they just and like, I dude, that was the city County. just needs to take it over, and just it's an eyesore of that no, entire area. Yeah, and, and it's st- do something over there. Yeah, but there's like a bus station. So over much there undeveloped too. land. But you know, I agree with you 100 percent, Ralph. About they do kind of need like a. Is a the 100% Rock Hall's like, bar open on game day? Do you know? Because I was thinking, be. I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, probably I was like, not. That would be really cool you'd to pr- go into. If it was, you'd probably have. I don't wait. I don't even think they have a bar in there. Yeah, I just saw people coming in and out of there. I was no, like, no. I mean, people can go in. There. I know they have like a cafe in there. Yeah, yeah no, you could just get coffee and whatnot. Yeah, oh. but yeah. that's garbage. It's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why, of all places, why doesn't that have a bar? You should be able to try museum. cocaine there. <laughs> like Legit, that should be is, that should be one a, of the exhibits. This is a little bit of David Bowie's yeah, favorite yeah. thing from the seventies. Mm-hmm. This was this is what inspired most of the music through the seventies and eighties, and yeah. it's a big reason why music is where it I is mean, today. I think it is dope that we have that in Cleveland, though. It's most like, of the reason why a lot of millennials were born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> yep. Yeah, dude. That and I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I you were going to get philosophical on us no, over there. No, 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 not at all. Um, I did come across a funny article um, online about the current government shutdown. Which is a shitstorm. Which is a literal shitstorm. Um, it it's an article from vice.com, and if anyone 
of our listeners knows anything about Vice, um, they tend to do a lot of controversial stuff and more videos. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't know exactly how believable it is, but it's really funny. And uh, the headline is National Parks have their have a poop crisis on their hands <laughs> thanks to Trump's shutdown. Uh, the sub headline is porta potties are overflowing and people are just dropping deuces on the side of the road apparently. So, as everyone may know, a lot of the uh, national park workers um, they're furloughed, mm-hmm. um, which means they're expected to to work for free. Um, but you know, and hope that they get back pay you, when the government yeah. reinstates itself. Would you? Would I wouldn't necessarily want. No, to No, I actually that. have a customer that I'm working with right now that literally said to me, "She's like, I'm not gonna go back and get zero. Like, I'm not gonna work yeah. for no pay. If I, I mean, have unless a you're like a paramedic oh, or something. if yeah. I'm gonna get paid zero dollars <laughs> for sitting on my couch or for working, I'm gonna sit on my couch. Yeah, my cousin yeah. works for NASA, and he. Right now, he's, like, using up his uh, paid time off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's really shitty. But uh, the fact that he's got to use his PTO. Yeah, I mean. um, But since, um, like, you know, the national parks are all, a lot of them are furloughed um, employees. They're on their skeleton crews. Yeah. So they got hundreds of thousands of acres, hundreds and thousands of bathrooms, porta-potties, and tens of people to clean them. So a lot of them have been relying on like volunteers and people to come out on the weekends and yeah. clean them. And I'm just <laughs> starting like, like Facebook groups. Yeah, of I'm like that, that takes cleanup. a special type of person to want to like. Susie Q's out yeah. there, like who lives within five hundred thousand miles of the park, and she goes there once a year. She's yeah. like, she's like, guys, I'm making the drive to go clean the porta potties at Yellowstone. <laughs> but it's just uh, funny because. Um, uh, like I've been able to gain a new appreciation for national parks, like moving down to Virginia and being like being able to like witness like all that kind of stuff down there and, and going on different types of hikes mm-hmm. and seeing all the like waterfalls, rivers and all that types of shit. That's just different that we don't normally yeah. have up here. Um, and it's just funny because even then with the newfound appreciation for nature, I, st- I still wouldn't still wouldn't find myself going up there to oh to volunteer, volunteer for, that for that shit. No. <laughs> volunteer that shit. absolutely i see what you did there yeah um but yeah no i just thought that was funny so I, I really wanted to bring that up um because it got me thinking like um what other shit storms has this like government shutdown created just a lot of people out money i like, mean it's gonna yeah. it's gonna like, start a lot of shit it's it's funny to see like to the government that's not to get too political, but I was gonna say, we pe- won't ever get political. But, but this for is the people just... making a shit ton of money that are like senators and things like that, like they don't give a shit. But for the people that are government employees that work for just random government agencies that yeah. aren't getting pay, like these are people making like thirty five, forty thousand dollars a year just paying for their family. Yeah. And they are going to they're missing checks. It's going it's getting close to being the longest lockout in history. The, well, the, the longest one ever was 21 days. Well, the thing about it is is um, I did actually see, and the last thing I'll say about this before we, we go on to something new, um, Trump just recently came out and said that he's they're forcing the IRS to work um, during this time because people are, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, well, what, what's going to happen with our tax returns? Mm-hmm. If we're sending all of our shit into the IRS and they're not working, 
when the fuck are we going to get our refunds processed and paid out? Yeah. And, and I, so, like, my mom, who's a CPA, she mm-hmm. was like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to tell all of my clients yeah. And, yeah. and all that shit. So then it was, like, kind of a shitstorm in my house for a day or two. But, mm-hmm. I mean, other than that. Um, so, um, Bibin, we have uh, some stories that we want to. That we some news articles. We're gonna start with the Florida headline for Another sure. Another crazy Florida headline, boys. Yeah, the bath salt babies are back <laughs> at it again, man. I like that. The bath All right, salt here we babies. go. Here's the headline: Florida woman attacks parents when they wouldn't take her to Outback Steakhouse. Now I understand the power of a blooming onion. <laughs> Give me, I need, I need more details. All right, I, I get it. All right, 28 year old Deanna Seltzer. So she's like our age. Yes. She's from Lake Worth, Florida. She still lives with her parents. Uh, I guess this just happened uh, last Wednesday. She said uh, she wanted to go to the restaurant, and her parents said no. And when mom said no, she punched her in the face. And then she st- And I guess her dad, her dad comes in, and she fucking claws his face. So... So her dad like gets away. I don't know what, but somehow, but he like he calls the police and tells them that they ha- that she's got a knife. Mm-hmm. Cops get there. Wait, she calls the police on herself? No, no, no. no her, dad, her dad. Her dad called, called the police <laughs> yeah. and said she has a knife. Um, so when the police get there, she fucking bolts. Right. Uh, they. They Rightfully end, so. They catch her real, like, really quick. Like, I don't no even. No shit. And, uh, I'm just picturing she's very large. She's got to be very I large. I don't know. It didn't say. I just saw a dude. face shot, and it wasn't like. She might be one of those, like, fat girls with a skinny face, but. <gasps> Maybe it was a skinny girl. I don't know. Look cra- it up. Maybe she, it was a skinny girl that hadn't eaten in a really long time. She wasn't. Cra- I don't know. But, uh. And it, so she's facing one count of simple domestic battery, one count of battery to a person 65 or older, and two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, Palm Beach County judge ordered Seltzer to undergo a mental health assessment upon release from jail. And he also ordered her to stay away from drugs, alcohol, and, uh, and weapons in general. Yeah, I guarantee she did a <laughs> urinalysis and she... Uh, yeah, she's a fat girl. Ah. Uh, Okay, who cares? But she did a urinalysis, and I guarantee it came back with some sort of like PCP. bath salts. Or oh, I'm sure she bath some salt crazy shit like that. Prom so night dumpster baby. But I mean, dude, she <laughs> fucking probably broke down and started crying to her mom and everything. And bath yeah. salt baby. No, nah, she went to jail, bro. She didn't get to talk to her mom after she yeah, punched her. She went her to jail face. for it. It says at the bottom of the article though that she was released on a supervised recogn- uh, recognizance. I didn't read that article. Yeah. About it. Supervised so. what? Recognizance. I don't know what that means. Recognizance? <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Oh, so for once. <laughs> yeah. On this week's episode of read. Spencer yeah, tries to read. I can't read. So I'm not the only one fucking up around here. No, you're not. You're not. You're <laughs> I just not. never try to read, so I never yeah. sound but stupid. But it's just, dude, it's just funny to me because, like, I love Outback Steakhouse. Dude, I do. How, but the, I can never imagine Their bread, myself dude. getting bread so, oh, their bread is good. Oh my god! No, Except you know what? Give me, give me butter. No, you know what? No, 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 no. My girlfriend would kill me if I didn't mention this. What sets Outback Steakhouse apart is their ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. Their pretty ranch good. Ranch dressing is Texas Roadhouse also oh, has homemade Texas ranch that Ro- is good. Texas Roadhouse is the bomb too. I honestly would pick Texas Roadhouse over Outback. I just love the the um, Outback in Winchester. Uh, or actually, it's technically called Kernstone, like down where I used to live in Virginia. Because uh-huh. you, you call in, 
and it'd be like, good eye. Thanks for calling Outback Steakhouse in Kernstown Boulevard. Dude, it was so funny. It was so funny. That's probably all. They probably all get it. Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm about to call it right now. If you're a franchise owner of one of these places, you probably probably, – Yeah, you probably get like an automated message system like, Mm -hmm. this is what you play. Foster's. Australian for beer. Yeah, dude. It's funny, though. Dude, why does Foster's sell those – Okay. What if someone answers? <laughs> G'day, mate. Thanks for calling Outback Steakhouse in Winchester. Located at 124 Kernstown Commons Boulevard. We're currently open for business. Sheesh, that sounds so serious. Let's just say we're open for steak. Press 1 for call the head fitting. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. It's genius. Call the one in, call it's the one genius. by close to us to see if it's the same thing. Speaking of like calling restaurants, have you seen that um, video around Facebook that uh, it's blowing up where this kid was able to have two Chinese restaurants call each other? Uh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, I've seen that. And it is the uh, funny. And yeah. <laughs> no, you call me. No, you call yeah. me, dude. It is <laughs> the funniest <laughs> ever. I was crying watching this video. I was laughing I tried so to, hard. Like they start yelling at each other. Yeah. I and tried to do something like that. Not like You got to uh, be quick with the fingers. I man. didn't. Well, no, I didn't call like that. What I did was like I tried. I like called Donato's and tried to act like I was working at Pizza Hut. I think I was just a little too young. My voice probably hadn't matured yet when I did it because yeah. I was probably only like 12 or 13. But I was just trying to convince the guy. I'm like, dude, I like just started over here. I don't know how to work anything like, and I don't trust anybody. <laughs> Who's egging you on for this? I was gonna say, I don't let's go down. I think it was, we were at a fucking. I was at like a sleepover yeah. or some friends. Let's house. go down you memory lane. Like, yeah, what's, what are some of the best like crank calls that you've ever made? Hmm. I never really did that shit. The better one is when I call. I called somebody, and I it was my buddy's like some rich guy that my buddy knew and he was very he's very republican as well and i called his senator mike dewine and asked if i could count on his vote i was like hi this is senator mike dewine and i just wanted to know if i could count on your vote this upcoming election because it was right around like the whatever the midterms or whatever yeah and so i was like i just wanted to make sure that i can count on your vote this coming uh whatever day for the february 15th for the uh the 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 midterm, I was much smoother than I am right now, uh, but it was, he fell for it. And he, then he, I kept him going for like five, 10 minutes about like voting for me and why he like, why he should like but why? be a Republican. It was, it was funny, but that yeah. was probably those that night was a few of my best calls ever. And then I would like sit in the background of the other people's calls. And one of the guys was on the phone and I was like in the background, like, Hey dad, Hey dad, and he'd be like, "Shut up, get in your room!" Like while he's talking to somebody, dude. Oh man, dude, yeah. I remember when we were uh, <laughs> we were at the Indians game. It was like Dollar Dog Night, and uh, Chip was with us. Yeah, and uh, Jeff was with us too. El Jefe, mm-hmm. and El Jefe was in front of us, oh, and dude, he there was, was drunk. So many there's of us. so yeah. dude. There's probably thirteen like 14 of us just all hanging out with El Jefe going to the, the ball game. Yeah. All sat up in the nosebleeds. It was a good time. That's when, um, sorry to cut your yeah, story no. off. That's when, uh, Jeff, so we're driving down and this is, we're in the blazer. Yeah. There's probably like seven or eight of us crammed in the blazer. Like two mm-hmm. people are in the trunk. A lot of stories in the blazer. Dude, I love Dude that legendary. But, uh, 
So a guy throws in the car and he gets a, he gets a call from from Jeff and he's like, and now you just hear you guy, what? You got kicked out? All right, well how? And then he just busts out laughing and then he's like, all right, all right, we'll be down there in a second. And we're like, what? And he goes, Jeff just got kicked out of Thirsty Parrot. And we're like, how? <laughs> like he's already cameraed and he's like. No, he told the bartender her tram stamp was off center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff is a super duper loose cannon. Oh, uh, Jeff is the man. Yeah, he is the man. He's many, a legend. Many good, that's another uh, around these neck of the woods. We, he really is. We definitely should get Jeff uh, a couple Budweisers deep. On we the should podcast. prank call Jeff on or, the podcast. Well, a night yeah, that we, we know could. he's drinking with Skype. We could It'd prank call Jeff right now. I don't no, have it all set up. We'll, we'll we'll debut this one next episode, um, mm. but. To go back, so Chip uh, made a rare appearance with us that night, and um, we're walking, and all of a sudden, you just hear Chip in the background, Dad! And we're walking, yep. and we're just, every five, six seconds, you just hear, Dad! Dude, you, you want to see, like, it was the middle age? Every other dad that was yep. there if was like, If you do it in public, that's, I think <laughs> that's who I originally even if stole that so from funny. was Chip. Even if they're holding their kids hands they're still yeah. freaking out looking at, like, oh if you go into a public bathroom and you oh say dad God. it's like the most i got yelled at one time because some dad was like some dad was like why the fuck would you do that man he's like that's not funny somebody's kid could be missing and i'm like dude it's not that serious like it's just kind of funny laughing well at if, like if someone's else. kid is getting like snatched they're not gonna be like dad mm -hmm. or if you don't know where your kid is and yeah. you just think that some random kids yeah like, like you go to the pisser taking a shit in there and like yeah. oh little billy stay right there <laughs> yeah. stay right there daddy's gotta finish his business thank god you came in here like no <laughs> that'd be so awkward um but yeah no dude so uh that was what i wanted to get into it was just funny because you you brought that up and Dude, yeah. that's funny because I think that's originally where I got it from because I'll do it in like work environments now because mm -hmm. like if I'm in a, like a quiet office or something, I'll just – Fohas used to do that shit I'll too. I'll just be like, hey, dad. Then I'll just be – You sound like Elmo some, a little bit. It'll, dude, it'll make somebody laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to laugh at it. That's all I'm going for. That's funny, dude. I'm trying to think of like anything else that like may have like – because there were some good times, man, like – I know that in previous episodes we talked about how like Twinsburg High School was growing up. I know mm -hmm. in one of the first first like the very very lost chronicles. Um, Wait, Bibin, didn't you like punch a door? Yeah, I did. Sam Warnock. No, that was at Pods. Oh, that was, oh, was Guy. Guy either put his head through a door. At Sam yes, in, in college, <laughs> dude. That was crazy. That she she fucking moved to Akron like our second semester of high school yeah. because she was like doing post-secondary and well, it was smart and well yeah it's smart all the way down but there. then she fucking this might then, be getting too specific by the way oh, we can <laughs> out. yeah dude but she would have dude that summer she had parties all the time leading up to college at her house in akron and then the summer after our freshman year she had yeah. beer pong tournaments like every the, other yes week. those that's were so first, much fun that's when i first tried a four loco and i drank two yeah. of like the old four locos that were pretty much like liquid cocaine they're, i had two, they're no longer in existence yeah. they don't make them anymore dude i had two of those and i was fucked up oh man dude it was it was good good times why are you showing me a picture of yeah, Chris Sims? Yeah, why are you looking at Chris Sims? That's Spencer. 
<laughs> isn't he? Isn't this? Isn't Chris Sims? Or is there a younger Sims brother that is in that AAFL or whatever that's coming? Um, out? There might be. I think there was three of them. Uh, yeah, one of them got drafted in that new that you see on CBS. It's going to be on like CBS Sports. It's like the Alliance yeah. of American Football. Mm-hmm. One of them got drafted, and in their they had like a QB yeah, who draft. Was, who let's talk. Who about. also, you know, who else was was that Josh Johnson, that dude who came in and and uh, replaced um, what's his name, who had the butt fumble, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Mark Sanchez for the Redskins this year because he did so fucking bad. No, it's the A. Well, before you guys, before you guys go into this, I did um, you know, like with everything. I don't even want to go into this. Well, yeah, I really don't either. But, like, with everything that's going on in the NFL, um, Bruce Arians got hired today by the Buccaneers. Yep. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury by the Cardinals. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, Cliff, that's an off-the-wall. It's it's because it's a young quarterback, college coach. They want to try and do, like, Sean McVay 2.0 type of shit. I mean, he dude, had a good my, offense at Texas dude, Tech. He but. had Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, and wasn't able, and he still performed or preferred Davis Webb over Baker Mayfield, and he didn't do anything. He was like thirty-five and forty as yeah, a head coach. That's at what Texas I'm saying. Tech. Like, I mean, but I mean, I but I guess this is what I was sorry. I don't mean to keep cutting no, you off. I, I only brought this entire thing up because um, way back when we you talked about not wanting Ralph. You talked about not wanting a head coach for the Cleveland Browns that was fired before, so that eliminated Mike McCarthy. And then the reports came out yesterday that his um, interview was on hold permanently. He wasn't going to interview for the spot anymore. Then, Bibbin, you said how you wanted a new up-and-coming coach, kind of a coach that no one really has heard anything about but is going to bring excitement, kind of like what Freddie Kitchens was um, bringing as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, a little well, bit. Did you guys see how they were talking about they think that Freddie Kitchens is going to be offered the head coach and then the offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefinski, from the yeah, Vikings the is going to be the, the new OC? Yeah. Which a lot of people are like, well, they, he can't interview with the Browns because they're going to if they're going to just because it's a lateral move but mm-hmm. his contract ended with the Vikings but today. But I think th- okay. I think Freddie so, Kitchens is here to stay no matter what because yeah, I heard Stefanski blocked... flown in for his second interview. Yeah. And well, I that get, and so... they blocked Freddie Kitchens from making a, a lateral move and mm-hmm. interviewing well, for any. But that's cuz he's under contract. Yes. So they're going to obviously give whoever is the head coach or him if he's the head coach. Well, no, the they didn't allow to him to interview with anybody else. Yeah, that's he's definitely I just hope I think he's 100% staying. a finalist. I, I think. think he's staying. I just think that to me like so that just means Greg Williams isn't coming back. Yeah, I think Greg Williams is out. No, I think he may still stay as a defensive coordinator. But honestly, you don't know. Like him and Freddie Kitchens might not get along, and they just pretty much are like, you just yeah, exactly. You do, you, I you think, do your thing, I and think I'll do if mine. If Freddie gets the job, then Greg's gone. That's just you can't have that in a locker room because the locker room would be divided at a certain point if they start off bad. But I don't that's know, like man, a worst nightmare scenario. But it it's not like Greg. Like but it's not like Greg Williams was calling the offensive plays. But like, he was the head coach, and if you have a guy who last year led the charge from like an I mean, yeah, this is your team. forte, so. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, say I, like, but I'm just, in my opinion, like, I don't think you can take that demotion and then still not have, you would divide the locker room. Yeah. Because you're going to take those guys and there's going to be, if things go wrong, that's when you're going to see it. So, you're going to have guys saying, because you're going to well, have guys going, to, going to Greg and complaining about Freddie, and then you're going to ha- have guys going to Freddie and complaining about Greg. 
I just want to know then who's your defensive coordinator then if Freddie Kitchens is Freddie's your head choice. I'm Freddie's forty four and he's been a coach no, for a long time. No, I think they'd time. bring it. They'll bring I in like a big people. name guy. Yeah, and that could work, but it's just uh, I heard Brian bring Billick's in like a interview. Big guy. Uh, what's a dude from Denver who just got fired? Vance McDonald. Sure. Um, isn't that his name? Possibly. No, yeah. court or that's the dude on the. This I don't know who. Vance Joseph. Yes, yes, Vance Joseph. I knew it was a Vance. Vance McDonald's is a Steelers tight end. Mm-hmm. Vance yeah. Joseph, you're right, yeah. I mean, granted, he – dude, what? that's a uh, crazy stat. He got fired after two – or like – Yeah, two seasons. Two seasons. But it was the first back-to-back losing seasons for Denver since like the 70s. Wow. But I'm just yeah. boosted the fact that Josh McDaniels – Took his name out of consideration. For... I don't want Josh McDaniels. Dude, same here. I've I did not want him for, uh, for the Browns. Yeah, for, for in- everyone. Yeah, anybody. Everyone. That dude, fuck that dude, man. He yeah. interviewed I for hope, the Packers and said, no, thank you. I hope that Belichick leaves, he takes over the Patriots, and they just crumble. He just wanted the – he basically wanted the Packers job to do something with Aaron Rodgers, and if he didn't get that because he didn't, they went with Matt LaFleur, mm-hmm. um, the Titans offensive coordinator. Which that's an interesting pick. It's a great pick. Because uh, the things he wanted to do with Mariota and couldn't do, he's gonna do with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and yeah, he, they just need to get him weapons. Yeah, I heard, but what do you mean get Devonte Adams? I mean, he they do. Dude, bro, they, they had, could use another yeah. wide receiver. Didn't they have Jimmy Graham this year and he didn't do nothing? They're gonna have a good pick, dude. Rodgers, the past like ever since uh, wasn't Jared Cook on the uh, Packers? I don't know. No, but, but he's any, anyway. But ever but, since some one of his tight ends left, he hasn't thrown to anybody. They had fucking uh, the Bennett brother. Who's which one's that? Martellus. Michael? Yeah, he had Martellus Bennett after his Super Bowl winning season. Yeah. Didn't do but shit. But there was issues with Jimmy the training Graham, staff with that one. Jimmy he, Graham has been like that on every team yeah. he's been on. Jimmy like, Graham hasn't done shit. So I think this is a sleeper. If if the um uh. Oh, wait, hold on. Never mind. Sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. I apologize. But I, I brought up the McDaniels thing because he um, basically said he, you know, he, he withdrew his name and everything like that. And I was boosted for it because I read something that he was enthusiastic about the prospect of coaching the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was thinking about it and I was like, hey, well, go- he's been like behind Belichick for what, like five, another five yeah. years now. And ran a prolific offense where he calls the plays, and I think it's, it's it's that he's the uh, he's the assistant coach of the best team in the league. But I don't think he can assess talent as well. Like I think what Bill Belichick is able to do yeah. is find talent for cheap, and I don't think Josh McDaniels is able to do that. So I think mm-hmm. that even when Bill Belichick does decide to leave and TB decides to hang up the cleats, they're they're gonna crumble. Josh McDaniels is just the sexy pick because that's what the old that's what the formula is supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to take the coordinators from the best team and yeah. turn them into good coaches. But if you look at it, Bill O'Brien is the only successful like understudy of um, Belichick. You could say Nick Saban, but Nick Saban's yeah. in. In, in the NCAA, yeah. and he then Romeo Cornell is relatively successful as a coordinator in other places, but, but he flopped as a head coach. at the Browns. And then um, there's there's a few that are out there, but I think Bill O'Brien's the only one that made the playoffs this year. And then um, 
if you look at Andy Reid's like chart, that's who his really, coaching tree is crazy. Yeah, yeah. all the good Doug coaches. Peterson, yeah. Matt Nagy, and but mm-hmm. I mean, he goes up all the way to Holmgren and the greats in Green Bay. That's yeah, where well, he Holmgren's off. tree is fucking huge. But that was itself. Andy Reid mm-hmm. too. Though. Yeah, so like no, and, but Holmgren had Gruden, Andy Reid, um, who's old 49ers coach, uh, Mariucci. Yep, Steve Mariucci was under Holmgren. Um, There's a lot of people, dude. Yeah, like, and I, I mean, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of more coaches, but Holmgren, yeah, that dude like bred coaches. Yeah, yeah. so it's 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 insane. And to it's think in that part way. though, it's political. Like the NFL is like a good old boys network. So yeah, but I mean, the 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 other crazy thing about you brought up it. We bring up Andy Reid. Like, would we be talking about him being as successful or having that successful coaching tree if it wasn't for his move to Kansas City? I mean, dude, he was pretty damn it would successful. Still be people just, that were from under him, but dude, you probably was, you probably wouldn't really attribute you. What? Well, Doug Peterson stag- and Matt Nagy were, were were with him in Philly. Yeah, he was stagnant in Philly, but he took Doug Peterson with him, and then Doug Peterson went back to Philly. Yes, but that's what I'm saying, though. Had he not made that move to the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, he took Philly to a Super Bowl. Talking about him in the same way, yeah, he did with Donovan McNabb. I would but say he's was, more illustrious right now for his Eagles days than his. Kansas City days. Wasn't, yeah, he the one, day, wasn't he the head coach during the days where they spent millions on their a defense and they had like Namde Asamoah coming out from Oakland? They they I don't know any of the other no, names. No, that was when Namde, they made that but, run for uh, Chip Kelly. Yeah. Oh, was that Chip Kelly? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was when his okay. first year with Vic. Okay. Yeah, was there. No, I mean Andy Reid has been a great coach. He's never been able to win the Super Bowl. I mean, he's only been to one as a head mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. So yeah. So I mean, he's he's just an offensive guy. His teams always have prolific offenses. Yeah. And yeah. they're always fun to watch. They have good players. Like he makes stars out of like wide receivers and quarterbacks. I'm gonna say bold prediction right now. They're gonna lose this weekend. Yeah. Who are they playing? The Colts. Okay. Colts are on a hot streak. I mean, they're that's on a hot streak Super right Bowl now, pick. and they well, they can run with dude, Mac all over them. And, and they dude, it was just, so beautiful. Those they runs. dismantled Houston. Houston and Houston's defense is a lot better than Kansas. A lot City's. of people going into that game were saying that they did like Houston fans, an eleven and five team. They because they went like nine and one or something. Yeah, and then they did pretty bad the rest of the season, honestly. And uh, they went like two and five over the last couple of games. And uh, people weren't too high on them going into the playoffs. So no, well, it's kind of crazy. The Colts' offensive line went from worst to first. Mm-hmm. And they put in those two, the two rookies. Yeah, and it's it's just insane to think about that. And that's what I how hope. bad of a talent evaluation was that if those two rookies weren't playing all season? Well, no, 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 no. I no, think no, he meant from, from last, season last season to this. Oh, season. okay. Got they weren't. The yeah. I really do hope because I'm a sucker for storylines, for headlines. Mm-hmm. I I love the drama in the NFL, and I nothing would make it better than the renewed rivalry. Quote the unquote, neck beard from the neck beard coming out of nowhere and to go making a Tom playoff Brady. run. Well, just because the whole Josh McDaniel story, the neck beard. Oh, the Colts. Yeah, because you Dude, got the weirdest whole Josh McDaniel story with him saying yes and then saying no. Mm-hmm. You got the flake. Oh yeah, that's what I was you thinking got, about last week. Yeah, there's because so that many guy feels like things. such a turd. The guy yeah. who's in there for the Colts now. No, he, they got the perfect guy. In front well, of he, well, hey, he felt like awesome. a turd at first because he was basically the second pick or the third pick. But he was the OC in Philly, right? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I can't think of his name. Frank. Something. Frank Wright. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I mean, dude, they're playing. They're hot right now, and as weird as Andrew Luck is, he's 
in my opinion. He looks like a Neanderthal. He's the he best looks quarterback like a in the league. Right Dude, now. no. Okay, so I obviously I'm a huge fan of like the Lebertard show, and every mm-hmm. Friday during the MLB season, they have Tim Kirkshin on, and they yeah. do um, a game called Looks Like. And the funniest Andrew Luck one, I think, it was like Andrew Luck looks like a human to werewolf transformation that got stuck at eighty five percent. He really does. It's funny, and if anyone has time, YouTube it. It will make you. Seriously, laugh if you understand and know what these people or who these people are that they talk about. Like they talk about Jim Tom Sula a lot, Andrew Luck a lot. He's just so. like the most unconventional looking athlete. Yeah, like he's um, big, but he looks like he he, he looks did, like he belongs in like a science. Did, lab he did. A, he did an interview because he always he's got he always does coach speak. He's got like, that awkwardly deep voice. Yeah. yeah. He he under, like he he gives you what you want in terms of a media personality. Like he'll give you just what you want to hear or write mm-hmm. about. But like I remember a couple weeks ago um in one of the uh, post game interviews he talked about how he practiced at his at um Stanford his freshman year under Harbaugh. He practiced the snap cadence in his dorm room. And he practiced it in the locker room right there for them. And if you could hear what this guy would do, I would, dude, I would hate him. Why? Because, dude, it was just I didn't understand how loud or how annoying a snap cadence can truly. Oh yeah, be. yeah, you got to be loud, really so that your loud. Offensive line can hear over the thousands of people screaming. No, yeah, I understand that, but like, it's it's different when. Why is he practicing it? And then like, he was go, a freshman at Stanford. Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. I, so with the new years coming out and sorry, everybody making these fake resolutions that they're not going to be able to hold themselves to, let's uh, let's put some out there, whether you want to make it podcast-related, like life-related. If you have any resolutions that you're working on that you want to share and elaborate if you want to, but I felt like that would be a cool way to wrap it up. Yeah, my, uh, my general everything – for 2019, the, the attitude that I'm taking towards it is two stances. Obviously, try and be as positive as possible, um, you know. But more importantly, it's kind of a two-pronger. It's more accountability and less procrastination. Mm-hmm. So like everybody all, can use that exactly. So like all too often, and the new year irritates me because all mm-hmm. too often you see on you know Instagram and all that shit. Oh. 2018 i never realized how strong i truly was or you know and i get that a lot of shit happens a lot of self-congratulatory shit on social media this time of year and and it irritates me because i have a lot of friends that are personal trainers and the this is the most successful part of their business is around this time of year because everyone signs up for gym memberships and it's like dude it irritates me because i don't get why people wait until january 1st Mm -hmm. why why is it because there's all this hoopla around it you get to post a bottle with sparkle or picture with bottles picture with sparklers and a bottle of champagne i don't know so my whole thing is more accountability and less uh, procrastination i like that dude and like people just run on this high that they get in the new year and they run out of gas because they set their ambitions too high yeah and it's like it's easier to get the motivation when everybody else is doing it but it honestly pisses me off when i'm at the gym and i have to fight for a machine and i'm like dude just go back to your house and You'll Do be what fine. You always done. Yeah, <laughs> but like, because I know you're on, not going to be here next month. Yeah, real quick, like speaking on that too. Like, I actually like actually wrote out some goals of mine, but mm-hmm. my goals are way different. Than, Put them into the airwaves, man. Oh, dude. Um, my 
one of my most like kind of outrageous goals. I'm not a big reader, so I, mm-hmm. I challenge myself. I want to try and wow. read one book every month. Mm-hmm. And just start off with twelve books, and it could be anything. It could be it not. It's not gonna be no like. Have you story started reading yet? Like yeah, actually, and this is I'm really embarrassed to admit the book that I'm reading, but it's actually the Donald Trump book. I'm not a big supporter of his political Is it his views. sales book? Yes. What's it, it called? Um Trump 101. It's a business strategy book. It's some book that I got actually like 5 or 6 years ago, but If it's the book I'm thinking of and I'll I'll Google it, but you read it and you'll see that his sales strategy is legitimately how he won the candidacy. Yeah, well, I know that there's a book about that. It's not mm-hmm. that specific one, but um, it's just one that I found, and I know that I'm the type of person where if I didn't start it right then and there, I wasn't going to start it at all. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I have it here. I might as well do it, yeah. i.e. more accountability, less procrastination. And that's really what it yeah. is, isn't it? Just so. doing the thing that you think to do in your mind yeah. as you think about it. Just do it. Yeah. It's like uh, the five-second like, like five rule, essentially. If you just do it within that first five seconds, you don't even think about it. And You'll get hooked. Yeah. yeah. So what I like about it. you? I like it. Um, my, I actually um, made a video the other day for some of these people at my job and said that I wanted to read six books because I just I really haven't read anything oh, too nice. intriguing besides like training manuals and sales guides yeah. since college. Like spin selling book, I've I've read that. Yeah, like, but nothing like for reading pleasure. Yeah. I want to read six books. Um, educationally and then hopefully that will encourage me to read more just for pleasure too and then um i have this new it's uh i forget what the name of it is but it's this journal that i saw where you write down and you don't it doesn't have to be every day but you write down the date and the time and the like the date, the time, and the day of the week it is. Okay. And it's like an accountability type of thing for within yourself. It allows you to reflect on yourself. So it's this journal. It tells you to go through the things you're grateful for every day and oh, write okay. them down. And then it tells you to go through – go it. I should grab it. But it tells you, like, write down the things you're grateful for right now, and it gives you, like, a quote of the day, like something to live by or, like, a goal to set for the next week. Yeah. And then it w- tells you to ref- basically reflect on your whole day. It's like a journal. And it okay. kind of walks you through just keeping like a diary, essentially. Yeah. And you rate your day at the end of it. And the idea is that throughout all the chapters, each one focuses on a different thing. So it'll ask you different questions that you have to answer. So the idea is to walk you through like a entire year of like a self-reflective like journey and develop the habits and it since you rate every single day you learn like what makes you tick on the best days yeah. like what what do you do you learn to replicate good habits and it like it's like really, a real look in the mirror type shit it, yeah and it helps you stay more organized too because you're just writing down the thoughts you had from that day the conversations you had like it makes you really really like dig into your own day which i think is just a healthy thing to do in general well, and yeah, it helps that, you. And it helps you realize that your bad days aren't as bad as you think they are, and exactly. it helps you realize that like ground yourself on your good days. Yeah, and also like real quick to touch on that, um, uh, I last year I read a book called The Secret, which is by Rhonda Byrne, mm-hmm. and it has to do with like the whole like positive mentality, the law, law of, of attraction, attraction, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, and so like a lot of it is with like what you said, like writing down what you're grateful for, an affirmative thought, because mm-hmm. if you believe in this, then every thought 
technically has a frequency and you know that yeah kind of and stuff. it's proven that the yeah. synapses in your brain can change if you focus on being grateful for exactly things. so um you know it's just one of those things where i do believe that affirmative thought is is good for someone and self-reflection mm-hmm. is good to do at least once a day even if it's for five ten minutes yeah a day. so my goal is to fill that entire book i don't know how yeah. many pages it is but it's pretty big you gotta be brutally honest with yourself bro it, it's tough and it's it like there's days where there's and it's not I don't do it every single day. It's like when you were it's like when you're fat and you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to post that picture on Instagram to mm-hmm. hold yourself more accountable. It's like you really want to do it because you know if you do it you're going to be able to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. But you are hesitant on doing it cuz you kind of are afraid of what you might learn from doing it. Yeah. And I so. I think just being making it the one thing that's consistent it asks you different questions. But it asks you what you're grateful for every single day. And if you can focus on those things more, it forces you to take a positive outlook on everything in life mm-hmm. because you always bring what you're grateful for to mind. So then when you look at other situations, you try to like dissect what you can be grateful for yeah. out of that situation. So, Bibbs, do you have any resolutions? Yeah. that have had a while between us two just yabbering back and forth. Yeah. Um, you're going to hit us. <laughs> I don't know. No, I really don't have any resolutions. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? I'm just going to try to be a nicer person in general. That Everybody is the, should try I'll to be. I'll give you a week. And All right, mate. I'll try to think <laughs> of a resolution. That, hey, just I'm like gonna, you said. I'm going to quote uh, Chris D'Elia here and take a page out of his book. Dubai. And I got, I got one word for you. What? Try. Yeah, you were hey, going to say try, do better, baby. weren't you? No, it's yes, just you try. I saw it coming out T-R-Y. Just like, try. Okay, just like try. you said, all these people at the gym better. that you that you ate with all their resolutions, to me, I, I don't know. I don't want to fucking I'm – I'm not a reader. I read the sports page. Well, that's why neither, neither am I. That's why it's like kind of like I'm trying to challenge myself to see if it will bring out something to expand my mind, like – I don't know. That was just corny as fuck that Spencer and I had the same idea, but it's yeah. fine. Well, whatever. I'm just going well, to be a better person and get up all this. this year is what I'm going to start doing, too. Well, so. okay. Well, then I like that's that. a fucking... Yeah. I like that. There's I'm going to try and go global business with it and get a job in international markets and whatnot. Well, there Bibs, I still love you anyway. We got to well. get to soccer. It's the first time in like six weeks. We're going to die Peace out. Peace out, you bitch. Uh, wait, last thing. want to shout out my buddy, Big Dave. Big Dave Owen down in uh, Cincy. Loves the show, listener all the time. Thank you. Follow for that us comment. on Twitter. Um, like and subscribe the podcast. Rate us if you could, please, and share us on a story. Shout out to Sarah Ulysses for doing that last yeah, week. Share us on a story or get shouted on on Twitter or the podcast. And we got big things coming to social media soon, so Yeah, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Love ya. Peace. Bye guys. This is the Living Room Chronicles Podcast.